Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. This is episode number 102. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you, as always, for downloading. Uh, Hope you guys are enjoying the full-length episode on Preservation Act 1, the album by the Kinks that was released over the weekend. Uh, People who have subscribed or contributed to the podcast with $4 a month um, actually got that one early, not quite as early as I wanted, and they're getting another one early um, pretty soon that you won't hear um, on this feed for a few weeks. So um, if you enjoyed that episode, please consider Drop in 20 cents an episode so you can get that stuff early and also help keep us ad-free. Today we are talking about the Kinks song Dedicated Follower of Fashion, which was released February 25th, 1966 as a single backed with Sitting on on My Sofa. Uh, In the UK, it reached number two in the charts and in the US, number 36. It's kind of surprising that it broke the top 40 in the U S because this is a very English song. The, the subject matter, um, the, the delivery in Ray's vocal, even the song arrangement, which we'll talk about later, uh, kind of has a very kind of London pub song feel, which I think is what Ray was going for. He did that a lot. Um, but a good song is a good song and it did make the top 40 in America. And I guess I just spoiled it for you. I do enjoy this song. One cool thing about this track um, is on the Kinks Anthology album, it features the first three takes in the recording process. Now, this is not really the first three takes because they attempted to redo the song several times. So this is the first three takes of the final recording session um, of, of the song, but it's listed on that album as takes one through three. They attempted to record the song. <clears throat> well, first it was written um, on December 19th, 1965. Ray was at a Christmas party. He gets into a fight with a fashion designer who um, had made comments about an old pullover Ray was wearing. They get in an argument. Ray goes back and, and writes this song, uh, supposedly just in one sitting on a typewriter. Just the words came to him instantly. And sometime in December 1965, and keep in mind, this is written on the 19th, um, the Kinks do attempt to record sessions. They have Shell Tell Me uh, produce a version of this song. And the first recordings were probably um, the 29th and 30th, but it's possible it was even as early as the 23rd, which was just four days after it was written everything about this song moved quick actually so within a week of writing it they're in the studio trying to record it or within two weeks depending on which timeline is actually true it's hard to say um but that recording session did not produce the results that ray wanted um so on february 2nd ray calls shell tommy back who was in america um and wants to produce a new session for the track, but this one ends up being scrapped as well. 
Um, and in the final sessions, the tenth take is deemed the best. But Ray will forever maintain that this was not um, the recording he wanted. During these last sessions, I didn't write that down in my notes. I believe it was February 7th. Um, he's, he's, they add the opening electric guitar, which they use to kind of make it a familiar kink sound. Because the last single before this was Till the End of the Day. And that was only released in November the previous year. So we're talking four months, um, three months. And, uh, and that's a straight up classic kinks riff rocker. And so they open with these electric guitar chords to kind of let the listener know, oh, this is a kink song, and then jump into this acoustic-driven pub music. And so that was added on those last sessions. Um, and like I said, the tenth and final take was the one that ends up getting used. But Ray still says it, it, he never got the recording he wanted. Um, the final session for this track was just recording vocals on the 10th of February. And that's just two weeks prior to the song's eventual release. So within a week or two of it being written, it is being recorded. And then it's being recorded up until a week two weeks before the single's release. And all of this is condensed into a two-month period. So it's a quick turnaround. And in that time, it's till the end of the day and the album Kinks Controversy are released in November of 1965. And they can't even get to the end of February without releasing another single. The work ethic of these bands at this time period was just crazy. The song is in the key of C. Opens with a C chord. They seek him here, goes to five. They seek him there, back to one. Is closer loud, back to five, but never square. Now he hits a C7 here, which isn't actually in the key of C. It's borrowed from the key of F, which is the four. F is four above C, so he's he's taking the tonic and turning it into a five of four, which is a cool trick, but he's not establishing the key of four, uh, the key of F. This is not a key change. He's just, now he's just in F. Because he goes right back to C. And then a descending bass line, which we hear a lot. And then he hits an A chord. And this is your hook. This is uh, pretty much the only chord in the entire song that does not belong to the key. And it's a five of two. So it's the fifth chord off of the second chord in the key of C. So it's related somewhat, but it's got like a C sharp in it which is not obviously belong in the key of C, which had a C natural, but it adds this. So you've got this chromatic movement. You see this a lot. This is a very um, old fashioned songwriting technique that you hear a lot in like musical theater stuff and things, you know, vaudeville. So like I said, we're in F, C, A, then it goes to, to five to one 
Very simple chord progression. They seek him here. They seek him there. His clothes are loud, but never square. It will make or break him if she's got to buy the best. He's a dedicated follower of fashion. And then you get Ray's very affected, you know, dedicated follower of fashion, all that kind of stuff that he does, which adds a little bit to the uh, satire of the song because he is making fun of the subject of this song. And when he does his little rounds round the boutiques of London town, eagerly pursuing all the latest fancy trends, because he's a dedicated follower of fashion. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Thinks he is a flower to be looked at. And when he pulls his frilly nylon panties right up tight, he feels a dedicated follower of fashion. It's a good song. It's catchy. Uh, this could easily be like a Sherman Brothers song. The Sherman Brothers wrote a ton of um, musical uh, movie stuff for like a lot of Disney, Mary Poppins and stuff like that, Jungle Book. Um, and this could very easily be a Sherman Brothers song, which I think is the style he's going for in a way. But like I said, it also has that bar um, sing-along quality to it. And not much of a chorus. Really, the chorus is just the, oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, he is. Because then after that, he jumps back into the last half of the verse form, where he goes to the four chord. And then, dedicated follower of fashion. So he's kind of got like a chorus line that he tacks to the beginning of a verse and a chorus line that he repeats at the end of the verse. Um, so it, it's almost like he's got two functioning hooks that are or two hooks that are functioning like choruses that are bookending just a regular verse, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, and then he repeats that as the refrain at the end, dedicated follower of fashion, dedicated follower of fashion. Right? It's just that refrain that, you know, a lot of guys were doing. A lot of songwriters have always done that. So it's a cool song. Um, it is up on our Spotify playlist. So if you swing by Spotify and search for Kinks and Beats, you will find a playlist that's got all of the music we've covered so far, plus everything that will be released this week so that you can listen to the music before you listen to this podcast, especially if it's a song you don't know or it's been a while since you listened to it. Might be helpful to hear it first. Um, and of course, you can contact me at 925-494-1739 and leave me a message about your thoughts on this song or any song or album by any of the bands that we talk about. You can also join our discussion group over at HeroHabit.com. And you can email me, kinksandbeats at HeroHabit.com. All right. I uh, will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.